Hello, White Rabbit. With whom are you talking today? Today I'm talking to Jasmine, the team lead of the Toddlers Group at Casa. In this Meet the Casa Community episode, I learned that Jasmine has an artistic background, which led us to talk about how to develop mental resilience in children and the topic of discipline. But I also took the opportunity to ask her about her team lead role and how moving to the new school building will impact the Toddlers Group. Enjoy. Well, Jasmine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. The first thing I always like to know about the guests is about their past. You know, some guests uh, have been really uh, in education since the beginning, and some of them have a previous life, right? Yes. So, in which uh, camp are you? I have a previous life. Oh, cool. <laughs> Tell me about it. So, I did actually Art Academy in oh. Rotterdam. And I enjoyed it a lot, but it was also very hard, very personal. So when you study art, yeah, th that covers a lot of fields. So are yes. we talking about painting or, or like performance or uh, dancing? What was it? Well, the funny thing is I wanted to be a dancer. Right. Because I danced my whole uh, childhood and my sisters as well. So they went off to dance academy and then I wanted to join them. But then um, you have to do a health check. And they said my body was not physically good enough to become a dancer. Oh, wow. Yes. And then my mother said, well, then it's clear. You're going to, art <laughs> to do Art Academy then. <laughs> All right. So uh, it was really natural for me. It was really something for me. And in the end, I, w I was happy because I was so into dancing, like I didn't see the rest of the world. Oh, I see. So it was really good. Too. Right. And, and were yeah. you able to experience all the different arts? Would you study art? No, I took a part from fashion. From what, sorry? Photo photography. What is the first thing you said? Fashion. A fashion? Yes. Oh, fashion. really? You yes. study fashion in Art Academy? Yes. How fascinating. Yes, but more like the styling aspects of fashion. It was very open. Right. So I can, could search a bit for what I liked. So, but mainly I did uh, fashion styling and photography. I like this very much. I feel so lucky because, you know, some children in casa are going to want to be artists. Of and course. then perhaps they would like to go to art academy. Yes. So I love this. It's like you are bringing the perspective of all the children in casa that would like to go to arts. Yes. And, and I would have loved to go to casa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so you finish your studies in Art Academy, and then what happens? So the thing is, even when I was in Art Academy, I had a thing for children. The last project I did, it was about, I made clothes out of my drawings I did as a small child. Oh, really? Yes. You used the inspiration from your drawings when you were a child for yes. designing fashion. Yes. That is so awesome. I did. So I was always interested in children and then the, the really little ones right uh, what goes in into their mind in, and you can tell a lot by seeing the drawings they make right so I was also very interested in in myself as a child because you can't remember exactly. what you really felt like a child makes makes stories in their head based on what what you see and experience and it's not the same as an adult yeah so it's so interesting to relive it a little bit 
to try to look at your own paintings and, and what you draw and what you recognize and also how uh, you draw it. It's so interesting to see. So I use that and uh, that was my final project. Right. And then I actually wanted to make my own collection. Uh-huh. But I find it really hard <laughs> because uh, for me, Art Academy was also very, it's so personal that you can also feel like you're one with your art in a way. Yeah. And then you can also feel very rejected or wow, very I, emotional about it. Yeah. I completely understand that yeah. because it's like uh, your art is an expression of yourself. Yes. And then uh, if you want to be an artist and and make your money that way, then you really have to be also a business. Yeah. You have to be a business and a businesswoman. And I find that very hard to combine with yeah. all the, the, the personal work you make. And then... Yeah. So that wasn't for me. So I'm thinking mm. about children that will be artists and how this sensitivity is something to take into account and yes. how it's important to equip them so they can... You know, like embrace who they are, express who they are, and be resilient towards uh, rejection. Yes. So that mental development for a child that will become an artist will be very valuable. And that's, that's exactly, that's a great bridge to what is my, maybe my biggest value for uh, being a teacher and being also inside the Montessori community. And that's about how a child feels about herself or himself, that there is self-confidence. Yeah. For me, that's like the biggest thing and my attraction to Montessori, because that's so important to learn to children in a really, really small age already. Right. I am starting to appreciate the people that are not confident and they have to walk that path yes. to build it up. Definitely. Because that's, that's when you really learn it. If you just learn, you are born with a lot of confidence, you cannot understand a person that doesn't have it. No. But if you didn't have it and you have to walk that very hard road and you manage to understand the fundamentals of it, then yeah. you can help children to, yes. to be able to do it themselves. And I am lucky because I got the smallest children. Yeah. So you can really start at the basis in the, in the beginning. And also with the parents to guide them in this, in this aspect. Because it's already, when they're so little, it's already really hard to guide them in a way uh, that they will feel capable. Yeah. Because as a parent, we, we are very protective of our children. Yes. And we feel like, uh, I mean... Uh, I think Obama said this once, but he said, like, having a child, it feels like having your heart outside of your body. Yeah. And I totally agree. Yes. That is how it feels. Yes. And you want to protect that heart. Yes. That's, that's your, like your main job if you're a parent. Exactly. So it's really hard to let your child go at the same time. Yeah. So you think that uh, indeed it could be beneficial for parents when, when they are young parents starting, that somebody can help them to not be so yes. protective because that yes. is not going to help the child develop his self-confidence. Yes, it's true. And I can say it uh, out of my own 
experiences among yes, us. Yes, my own experience. <laughs> I can say it out of my own of uh, my own experience, because uh, when I got my first child, uh, she had a, a tough start, and Why then is that? Um, she was very very small. All right. And they they saw it in my belly before she was born. So I went to the hospital every week and to check. And so then you already start as a, a bit as a scared mother. Yeah, and I understand. then we were in the hospital and she had to stay there for a while. So I, I felt really overwhelmed and really scared. And I really wanted to pre- protect her. It was yeah my main job. Yeah, I understand. So um, I can totally relate to wanting to protect your child and then kind of forgetting about what's in interest for the child, what's best for the, the yes, child. Yes. Yeah. So in order to, to be able to help the child, first you have to overcome your own fears. Yes, definitely. Yeah. All right. So I am lucky because, because I started to work with little children maybe a year before I became a mother myself. All right. Yeah. So... I had a feeling about what I wanted for my child. And then I just went to research what is best for a child, you know? And how can you guide a child in a way that feels right, but also is right? And then, of course, you have your your own past. And uh, I am raised really in an old-fashioned way. Yeah. So it was very clear there are rules and what's right and what's not right right that was the first thing i felt really strong about like you shouldn't punish or reward a child right so after um, my daughter was born i searched for a a child care that agreed with me right (laughs) (laughs) and i found it and um, my child started there and then i said i want to work here as well because I don't think I can work in a place that treats children without respect. Because if you punish someone, then I think you don't really respect that person. Yeah, the way I see this is like, because the children, they're small. You know, by you physically being bigger, forcing them to move in a certain way or picking them up without their consent is abuse. In You know, it's physical abuse, let's say, in the sense that, yeah, they cannot compete with your statue, no, right? you can just do whatever you want yeah. with a small child. I remember this, having my daughter, you know, she was away from me in the house and I was looking at her, she was very small and I thought, what can I do without touching or shouting to convince her yes. to come to me? Yeah. And it was like, whoa, that's hard. That's really interesting. Yeah. That, that's a really good experiment also. Yeah, yeah. If I am going to... Uh, use my superior height is not fair. And it's also very easy, of course. Yes. <laughs> and it's not going to work forever. No. Because when they get bigger than you, which will be yes. the case for me. And that's really the point. Yeah, <laughs> that you exactly. Ha- yeah, you have to have a, a way of handling your children that's going to be good for the whole way. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah, yeah, you better practice when they are little. Yes. You know, when it's like, yes, I could do it this way, but... I, I have to discipline myself to not to, right. because then I'm going to train for when they are teenagers. Yeah. And, and then uh, what, what you're going to do when you start punishing? 
you're, you're gonna make it bigger and bigger. Exactly, yes. Wow. You don't want to do that. No. I don't think people want to do that. I, I think they are stuck in it sometimes. Yeah, because... Because they don't you, know another way. Precisely. You know, it's like if you were raised that way and you don't like it, it's like, okay, I don't like it, but I don't know how to do it yes. in a different way. Right. Yeah. So that is the problem. It is. And then you also have society. <laughs> yeah, of course. I hear you. It's like, yeah, yeah you, you create this environment in your home and then you have birthday parties. And then... <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, and and you go to the to the playground, yes. and you know the yeah. children that are there are not yeah. behaving the yeah. same way. Definitely, and and people warn me like it's really nice you find a, a nice childcare, but one day your child's turning four, and and she will go to school, and then what? <laughs> so what do you think? You about know, that? so well now she's at casa. <laughs> so but you are you still yeah. afraid of that? No. I'm not afraid of that. And anyway. why is that? No, I, I think there are, uh, well, I actually I can see because my daughter turns seven this year and you can already see so much changed. So you feel that the way she's being raised is giving her the tools to go out in the world and deal with the differences. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I can, I can really see... Uh, vision of, of schools also change. Right. And and the vision of, of whole, the whole of society. I think if if I open uh, a newspaper now, and if I opened it seven years ago, I think now there are much more articles about how to raise your child in a way with respect and yeah. kindness. Yeah. It can be very firm, but it has to be kind and respectful. Yes. My mother used to say, you have an iron fist in a velvet glove. You have, you know, it's like you have a, a hand that is of metal, so it's yeah. firm, yeah. but it's covered with a velvet glove because right. it's soft. Oh, that sounds great. It's very visual, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, because you are the parent and you have to really guide your child. Because if you let it just decide by itself, it's going to get lost. Yeah. And it's going to get scared because it's not able to make that kind of decisions. Um, you really have to be firm in a way to give direction. Yeah. Well, it's so cool that you say this because a lot of parents get the impression that when people go to a Montessori education environment that they are just doing whatever they want. And you are just saying, no, <laughs> you cannot do that. The children no. cannot just do whatever they want. But it's not like they need you to tell them what to do. You have to give them a direction yes. and also inspiration and support. And I learned when, when, when I came here, um, it's the opposite. The direction is really important. And yeah. the direction makes uh, the, the environment feel safe because they know what, what they are supposed to do and what they can do. Yeah. And the few things that they can do, it's not that much. It's just they cannot hurt themselves. They cannot hurt the other. Yeah. They have to use the materials what they're they're meant for. So the really the big rules they're very clear. And also then we have the environment, and the environment also tells them the rules. Oh, I see. The environment is just uh, 
guiding them non-verbally, which is even better. But yes, very much so. The environment of a Montessori classroom, it has a really big impact. I see. There is also something I wanted to touch, which is the fact that you are a team lead. Could you explain us what is this role? What is the difference between you and the other colleagues that you have in toddlers? And, you know, what are your responsibilities, etc.? I've been a team leader now for seven months. All right, very yes, young. Yes, so very short time. And for me, it's a lot about building bridges. So I'm trying to build bridges between guides, but also between Tessa and Jetteke and the whole team. Right. So you have to be able to understand Tessa and Jetteke's perspective Definitely. and then translate that to the team. And yes, and the also... other way around. It's also very important that Absolutely. they know uh, what the guides need. Yeah. How can they do their job in the in the best way? Yeah. And then I can try to make it better. Right. <laughs> and how how do you interact with your team? Do you have like regular meetings? And if so, what kind of things do you discuss? Well, if we have meetings, it's also... Uh, you have to understand it's really hard to have meetings because we don't close. I mean, we don't close at two, like the school, for example. Uh, at two, a lot of children will leave. Yeah. And then there are less uh, teachers needed to be with the children. Yeah. So the, the, the other teachers, there are teachers who can do uh, work behind the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For us, that's that's like not possible because we open and we close. What are the times? Oh, um, at 7.30 we open and then we close at 6.30. All right. Full yes. day. So if we meet, it has to be on a study day or in the evenings. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. wow. So that's really a challenge sometimes. Yeah. Wow. And then what do you do when you have the opportunity to meet with the entire team? If, if we can meet with the entire team, there's always a really big list of things we have to talk about. Right. Uh, it, it's about the children, of course, but also um, it, can be, it can be about everything. It can be about um, the way we use um, the cloth diapers. Right. And um, it can be about the classroom. Right. So it's usually about, you know, things that are that need to be improved, things that are yes, not working and then you know, we have a problem. Or things we want to improve. Yeah. Uh, but also a lot about the schedule. The schedule is always a really big thing. Yeah, I can imagine <laughs> that you are understaffed. It is already really hard to find someone in childcare these days. All right. And then you need to find this... Pearl, you know, yeah. because Montessori is still, it's known for schools a lot. Yeah. It's not really known for childcare that much. Yeah. 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 So you really have to find someone who's really interested in the Montessori philosophy. Right. Wow. So that's not easy. No, no. I know that the school will be moving to a new place. Yes, we can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> And do you know a bit how it's going to be? You know, the, the place you will have for the toddlers? Yeah, I know a little bit, Tessa showed me. And one of the things that's going to be lovely is that we will be downstairs. Both groups will be downstairs. So you can open the door and they can go outside. 
Because now we have one group on the top. Yeah. We're always struggling with getting the small children downstairs. And sometimes we have non-walkers as well. Oh, I see. So that's one of the things. Like, there are going to be a hundred things that are lovely there. But this is one. Yeah. And of course, what would be great is to be just in one building all together. It would be great if children are getting older. They're close to three years that they can already see the environment of children's house. I see. Yeah. So right now it's a really big gap. Yeah. It's a different building. There are different teachers. Yeah. But if you, you're you all together in one building, you can already see the, the teachers yeah. walking around. So yeah. we can really use that in the process of going from toddlers to children's house. I see. So yeah, the preparation, you know, is, is a smoother. Yes, because definitely. The, uh, and perhaps even the little kids, will, the toddlers, will be also inspired by seeing the the children from children's house around and, and picking up things from them. I think so. Yeah, I agree. Well, Jasmine, what a pleasure. Thank you so much. It's been a fantastic conversation. You're very welcome. And uh, I'm looking forward for our follow-up and uh, diving more into the details of uh, how the toddlers works. Yeah, me too. Hey. If you enjoyed this episode, stay tuned for the next one, in which Jasmine will go over the practical details that a new parent wants to know before committing to join the Casa Toddlers group. And of course, feel free to drop me an email to casastories at casaschool.nl if you have any comments, questions or suggestions for improvement. ¡Hasta pronto! Sí.